I love how oh. my tits look awful, but my arms yeah. look so skinny. <laughs> it's like, how am I so fat just in my man area? Like, that's bullshit. I just, I just watched an interview with uh, Kevin Hart. And who's the guy that owns the Dallas Mavericks? That rich Mark guy, Cuban? Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, and they're both in those tubs, like those. Yeah. Oh, the, did uh, you see that? Yeah, yeah, balls. Yeah, yeah, His yeah. tits look amazing. Yeah, they're fantastic. <laughs> I mean, he has no shame about just letting them just hang yeah. there. And I'm like, well, dude, when you're a billionaire. You don't have yeah. to give a shit. Yeah. I'm poor. I have to. Con- I have to be concerned about how yeah. small my arms look. Yeah. As a, did you see? The, remember when Elon was like out and about, and they yeah. were like, and he shared the picture. He's like, man, I got to work out or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, he looked like Casper the Heavy Ghost. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty wild that guy's the master of social media though elon oh he's, he's so good it. at it i think there's something it. i think there's something about it like when you get to a certain value that you're like the i think that's freedom the fucks are, are gone well, yeah when you're I a billionaire you. what are yeah. you gonna do about it yeah when yeah, there's nothing nothing when the inter- international world is relying on you to get to space yeah. I think you have a little bit of. Well, how are we really relying? How did we get there though? We had like a whole space program. Allegedly, I'll, we were the first I'll ones to the how, moon. You know, <laughs> first of all, thank you. I'll tell you how. Uh, the government pretty much sucks at everything. Yeah, I'm very mad at the at government it. right now because I just got my tax bill from last year, and oh, it is aggressive. Yeah, it's a you have to you have to write everything off. There's certain things every time you I can't. breathe, it costs me fifty cents. No. Like, what was what was what did they whack you on? Uh, I got, or, or should we not say it? Cause the IRS might look at this. <laughs> First of all, uh, the 87,000 new tax people they got. Yeah. So they're going to watch podcasts and find some, well, shit. so they won't let me get on Stripe yet. It's, it's like been a weird two and a half years with COVID. Cause you know, if you shut down your business, the government will just give you money. Yeah. Little do you know, they want like half of it back a year later, yeah. which they never told you. Yeah. I thought it was, yep. you know, they months. tried to do that. Uh, I got unemployment because I lived in New York City when the pandemic and they reached yeah. out and they're like, hey, uh, we just got to verify that you deserve this unemployment. And I was like, I just you already gave it to me. <laughs> like, what you- did you ever get yours? I know. No, no, I never year. got it. Yeah, I, I tried for 18 months to get it and they wouldn't yeah. give it. Yeah, the, I actually this is an exact. That's because I saw this podcast. They're like, there's no way he does. This <laughs> we weren't doing it at the time. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you weren't allowed to be around people. The exact quote from the state rep that I talked to was, uh, I don't know, man, everything's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Like, All right. At least you got somebody on the phone in New York City. Like you called and they're just busy. And then I, their I, advice was just keep trying. They, I, I don't. <laughs> like, I, okay. Does that sound insane to you? Well, the thing that bugged me was that unemployment was an all-time high. And then when you called them, they're like, we just don't have enough people to work these phone calls. (laughs) Here's a great idea. How about you hire some of the fucking people calling? (laughs) That would help, wouldn't it? Well, most people are now are home. Like, that's how they're doing it. Their call centers are at home. But You you call up the gas company. That's where they are. These people could do that. Yeah. Yeah. You hear kids and like dogs barking in the background. Yeah. Your house. Yeah, <laughs> I heard like somebody's mowing their lawn. I was yeah. like, man, what the fuck? Put yeah. the kids and the dog outside. I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm having as anybody who's ever listened to this realizes that I'm having really hard try- time trying to understand the last fucking two and a half years to be like, what is going well, on? We just got get yourself a sword bent over. Yeah. The government. And then yeah. they're like, our bad. <laughs> yeah, oops, that's oops, all they did. They're oops, like, hey, sorry, we, we were super you. wrong on a lot of stuff, yeah. but we won't admit it. We'll just uh Sorry about your restaurant and your dreams. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, I yeah. think. I think the statistic is is that seventy percent of restaurants in LA went out of business. Mm-hmm. Like 70? an insane amount. Seventy. Just drive around here. The amount of stuff that probably went out of business. We were trying. Scranton we, looks out of business. We. Uh, <laughs> it has. It has looked that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
the old adage is, is that if everyone woke up tomorrow and the streets are lined in horse shit, everyone would buy bigger boots. Yeah, we would because we're so apathetic to yeah, it. We just hate every. I've never felt to a while. town just be so just like, nah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just collectively as a group, the yeah. whole town. Hey, your okay. kid's on fire. Yeah. Uh, I got He'll roll around. Uh, whatever. Fine. Uh. Um, all right, are you going to tell your story about solving crimes? Oh, okay, we just went on like eighty-seven tangents in like thirty <laughs> yeah. seconds. Yeah, this is what it, it's. Like, you know what it is? Yeah. It's like a it's like a conversation on meth, and none yeah. of us do it. No, nope. yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. our well, brains. None of us at this table. Um, <laughs> did you get that reaction? I did. You don't yawn on meth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He was just getting ready for something else. All right. Tell okay. you um, I'll be so well, once the podcast is over, Dan. <laughs> so uh, my wife is at work downtown at our business. Nice. And uh, on a Sunday morning, we don't normally work on Sundays. It's kind of a, you know, get stuff done day. Um, and she's like, I need you to come into work. Look at the security cameras. A prostitute just came down out of the apartments that are above our business <laughs> and didn't know where she was. Nice. Didn't know what was going on. Asked to use the phone to call somebody. They were arguing about money. And then she hung up on this guy. The guy calls back. And uh, the woman had left at this point. So he's like yelling at my wife. So I'm like, this is great. I'm looking at the security cameras. So I start looking through the cameras from that morning to kind of see what she looked like. <laughs> Just solve it. Was she a high prostitute? No. No, Scram doesn't have no prostitutes. There's got to be one. I have a picture. Are you think so? Come on. I do no, have a picture. Somewhere. What are you doing if you're a high prostitute in Scranton? Right. I, I don't think you to a better place. I, I think if I was a hot prostitute in Scranton, I wouldn't be walking the streets. I'd yeah. have some class. I'd have like, I, I read a story about this. <laughs> Just so you can take Uber blacks everywhere. Oh, yeah, you okay. Uber black here. There you go. Oh man, she shouldn't even, you can kind of get an idea. Uh, Very little rough around the edges. So I'm looking at the cameras. Not a good choice for a half I'm looking at the cameras. Uh, like four in the morning, she like snuck in behind somebody who was coming into the building. Goes up the elevator. I'm like, what in the world? Like, she just snuck in. So then I'm like, well, I want to know, did she come back down the elevator? Like, whose apartment was she? Because my wife and I, like, we're talking about, like, who do you think it is? Because we know a lot of the residents yeah. live in the building. I'm like, who do you think it is? I was like, I have a pretty These good are the equivalent idea. of those assholes who look through their blinds yeah, every fucking right, day yeah. in the neighborhood. So I go to look but if you, at, what's like. What's the point of having security cameras if you're not going to watch them? I mean, right. true, true. Right. So I'm going through the security cameras, and I see she doesn't come down the elevator. She comes from, like, the back hallway. So I go to that security camera. She comes out of the like cleaning closet. She slept the in the closet. She slept in the closet. So I'm like, well, when did she go down there? Speaking of R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. So he was trapped in there. When though. did she go down there? there? And I noticed she's wearing a pair of sandals, like Birkenstock, like whatever, and carrying her shoes that she was wearing the night before. So at four, she goes up the elevator. Five comes down the elevator, goes to the mail room, <laughs> rifles through all these people's packages, goes down to the basement, opens them all up. Puts on the Birkenstocks, passes out in the cleaning supply closet, <laughs> leaves the next morning, doesn't know where she nice. was. Apparently, she was partying at some club over like in Westside, uh, the lounge. That's not really a club. Or whatever. I don't know. I was like, Scranton. This is like a CD bar. It's CD. Okay. Yeah. We specialize in sad bars. It made a lot of sense. And apparently, the guy she was with got mad and just left her there. And so she wandered to our building. It. But she stole stuff. She stole. It's a federal crime because yeah, it's, it's in the mail. Well, I don't know because did she steal Amazon packages? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, she did steal a Amazon package, and she stole something else that was shipped from out of state, which makes yeah. it a federal mail crime. Because because apparently there's two different laws for Amazon packages and what? postal packages. I didn't know that. Yeah, because Amazon's like a separate company, so it doesn't fall under the same rules as the post office. 
So is that the same for like FedEx and no, because they have like a weird, I don't know how it works, but Amazon, like you can't strictly like to get your, like, that's why they have to leave their packages on your porch or something like that. They can't put it in your mailbox because they're not part of the postal service. Oh, so it's like, you can't touch this. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Do you know that, Dan? So it's still a crime, that, obviously. That probably works with, way. like, FedEx yeah. and UPS yeah. then, too. Like it's they, the same vibe. they're not you, the postal service. They're their own delivery service. So, in essence, yeah. in essence, like, your mailbox is, like, federal property? Yeah. In essence, yeah. <gasps> yeah. So, when I was a kid and I was hitting mailboxes with yeah, baseball bats? Technically, oh, federal yeah, yeah, crime. Yeah, yeah. Technically. You know, we talk a lot about conspiracy theories <laughs> and uh, gross bodily functions, but this is a really educational podcast. Just yeah, I didn't know. Knowledge. Yeah. That's why nobody steals your mail. But they steal like packages off your porch and shit because it's because not, they can they can oh what are you gonna do you're gonna call the cops and they're like man <laughs> you know what I mean like we don't care do you ever go to a party and like just for fun once everybody's had a few drinks or you know whatever substances Dan likes to take um, hmm. look at each other's Amazon order like all the your Amazon orders over you go through people's Am- I think that's too why it's too hilarious personal. wait you're like sh- openly oh, it's like showing funny. each other oh shit? yeah it's hilarious no I'm not showing it's just the random crap that people buy yeah yeah the, I, do how weird did it get or it was it like got boring. real weird yeah. but it was hilarious do you think that that's a that's a, a downfall of fucking western civilization is that like we have like I can have a dildo tomorrow yeah from from somewhere and 100%. it's just like there's too much there's <laughs> too much, too much bullshit yeah. at our disposal yeah. I just like I am enthused by the idea of like the poor Amazon guy just knowing that like, like probably the box. one in five packages is delivering is just a gigantic sex toy yeah. <laughs> or like <something> like <laughs> it's like oh this must be oh, a blow up one this looks like a box of water and this is definitely a dildo definitely <laughs> nothing else is shaped that way why do you constantly order posters those aren't posters yeah, yeah. um all right so you're i we dan and i zach's a good friend of mine um i love zach uh, I met Zach many, many years ago. Zach Hammond, uh, comedian extraordinaire. And he did uh, a live taping of his new album at yeah. Carl Hall. Yep. And uh, I was a little... Him and I, full disclosure, we had a little bit of weed. <laughs> and we went and we were freaking the fuck out for the beginning of it. Because nice. I'm like, man, this room's like... Tiny. Yeah. And I don't know if these are our people. Like, I don't know <laughs> if these people are going to laugh. Like, we were listening to a couple conversations that were really out there. Do you yeah. remember those? There was like the younger kid with his mom. Uh, it was like his birthday and they were out. Oh, it was his birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How young? Uh, maybe 21. Like oh, it was okay. weird. I feel like I didn't know if you meant like a, No, there was like a young. Was he 21? I think he was, he was like pretty 16. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Because I think I made them leave. They didn't stay for the whole show. No, you're talking about the front row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those front row people, they, that was not. <laughs> you were not on brand I for them. I was not on brand for Which them. I was like, man. He, Why'd they walk out of that? That was fucking funny. <laughs> Wait, what were you saying? I don't even I remember, exactly dude. I was, was just going hard. Because yeah. I was like, oh, these are Zach's people. I can say whatever the fuck I want because oh, nobody's going to You also offended. pointed out that the room was split left and yeah, right yeah, side because yeah. you're yeah. like, I'm just going to stay over here now. <laughs> yeah. I'm and it was mostly Dan and I being like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But I was, I mean, we were, you got off stage. I'm like, dude, he was fucking great. Yeah. He was and I was really just working good. on new shit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you but there was no fear. You held on to it, no. and it was like no. it was like whatever whatever discomfort people felt. It <laughs> was like just go fuck. with it. Well, I think I think that's a lost uh, on stage philosophy lately. I think a lot of comics are embracing it more now. But for a little while, they were because I lived in New York for 
Seven years. What was the comedy scene like there? When I first got there. I think it regressed. It did. Um, I don't think it's the top echelon of comedy anymore. And that's kind of why I came back. So it's just like I didn't feel like I was growing as a comic anymore because you, I would get, I was getting yelled at by white women all the time. They're <laughs> Wait, the what worst. Do you show. What do you mean? Because even if you, the thing is, is like there's sometimes the people forget that we have to figure this shit out somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Like I have to say it out loud. It's probably sometimes going to be bad and I have to figure it out and you're going to hear me say some wild shit until I figure it out. And then, but they don't expect that. They think that you already thought out what sometimes I don't know what's offensive until somebody's like, Hey, I got offended by that. And I was like, Oh, didn't even see that aspect of it, but I thought it was funny. So I have to figure out how to make it like, acceptable for everybody yeah but if like 95 percent of the room is digging it yeah do but you that five percent is very loud <laughs> you know what i mean yeah I've but had- i mean so that's that's a question i've always thought about because i've i've over the last two and a half years i've realized that like comedians are now the new truth tellers well we always were we forgot about it yeah. for a bit well because it went towards this mainstream comedy went towards like this like oh, let's like, you know, embrace everybody and not piss anybody off. And there was like a long time of that. Like the Dane Cook era? No, Dane was Dane was a wild no, he, man. Yeah, he got yeah, out there. Yeah, he oh, got out it? there. But we went through like, you know, Seinfeld, all these guys that were safe. Uh, okay. And then you had Seinfeld the show. And then like, you know, you had the embrace of all these comics that were safe. But then you have Burr and then you have like Jim Jeffries. You have these other comics that are still, you know, towing the line. So it's out there, but the people were trying to get rid of it. So that's the hard part is that you so have I think, to. But that was around the same time, though, of like, you know, Patrice O'Neill. Well, I mean, I Patrice mean, he's, dying he's is probably master. the worst thing that ever happened to comedy. I could. I don't think I could disagree with you. Yeah, because he was in New York and he was calling people out. So you hear stories about people who be on stage talking whack shit and Patrice would call them out. There is none of that in New York anymore. Like now you get called out like, hey, that joke's probably offensive. And it's like, but there's truth and funny in it. And they go, well, you can't say that here. There's a lot of clubs that won't let you say certain shit. Like what? They censor you? The clubs will censor? I mean, that's, that is, I, it's I, a you thing. know what I'm saying? It's like, if you yeah. say you can't say these things, that's it's censorship. censorship. But the, you also. Because they're the gatekeepers. Do you get into in front There's of a, a lot of those gatekeepers. So it's like, I'm not going to name clubs specifically. No, I'm not asking you to. trouble, but. Yeah. Um, there's like, you know, there's certain bookers that will not book you if you speak a certain way or if you speak un, especially if you're trashing women, you know what I mean? Like you can't shit on women anymore. So women can shit shit all over you. Women can shit on men all day, all day. You could trash white men to their face if you want. That's perfectly (laughs) acceptable. But there's certain groups like, I mean, if you really pay attention, there's certain things like i mean that andrew tate guy got canceled and then it depends on which side because i have it's very interesting and i know this is a long way to go about it but we have all the time in the world brother is that if you notice that everything's segmented now so there's left and right and the news is so catered to whatever side you're on right and the internet's the same way so i have friends that i'll talk to that are very left and friends i talk to they're very right and you notice that they're getting shown two completely different internets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know how it happened, but if you keep liking certain shows, the internet man. will just show you that. Yeah. So 
my friend saw all the news about Andrew Tate, like beating women, he's misogynistic, all this other stuff. And I'm seeing how he's just motivational to dudes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's like, go to the gym, get your shit together, like all this other stuff. And I'm like, how is that bad? And she goes, well, he's misogynistic. And I go, how? And then she would send me stuff and I'd be like, oh, well, look at this. And you're like, which one's the truth? But they're burying the other side. So yeah. that's how the internet works. I know Andrew Tate is a broad example, but if you really pay attention and if you look at Rogan, Rogan, everybody thinks he's right. He's actually more left if you really pay attention to his podcast. But the thing is, is they're taking it in small clips out of context and putting them out to the masses. So now there's a big segment of the population that thinks he's evil and steering everybody the wrong way, which is not true if you listen to the whole podcast. Well, it's, it's interesting because the two examples you just gave and like we're we talked about Andrew Tate last week. Yeah. You know, um, I kind of think part of it's an act. I don't think it's all real. I think it's well, kind yeah, of yeah, but he admits you know, it. Yeah, yeah, he admits it. But like the two examples you even just gave, like Joe Rogan and Andrew Tate, like what do those two guys have in common? They're very much alpha males who are mm -hmm. encouraging men to be better men. Right. And we can't have that right now. Yep. You can't, you know, in society, you can't have, uh, you got to have dumbed down weak men in mm -hmm. order for the powers that be to do like all the COVID stuff. All they did. the stuff. And yeah. Yes. You know, if you go to the gym, that's toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. You know, if you. Is that what they put? Is that what they considered going? Oh, yeah. That's My whole act would be considered toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> like it's you just. animal. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just have like a decent sized dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> According to the internet, it's above average. So. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you can't count that quarter inch. <laughs> I'll take whatever I can. <laughs> I'm Irish, man. I know how, you know. Yeah. It curves. It makes it shorter. That's, yeah. Isn't that Peroni? No, that's when you break it. So, so I was, we, we talked about last week about Andrew Tate and, yeah. and, and there's this guy named Pat Bet David. I don't know if you ever heard of him, Patrick Bet David. He has the thing Maybe. called the PBD bod podcast. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he interviews like, He's been on Rogan before, like he has his own thing going, but he like within like three days, he had Andrew Tate on. Yeah. And it was a four hour. It was five. Was yeah. it five? Yeah. Almost. So I sent it to him. I'm like, dude, watch. Because like even up to hour three, I'm still like, I still don't see where he's wrong. Yeah. You're, he's making solid points. So do you think and he, and he explains his perspective mm -hmm. instead of it being like, yeah. you know, hey, but he has to sensationalize it. Right. But he agrees. He yeah. says that he goes yeah. instead of me saying it this way, yeah. instead of me saying that, like, biologically, men, you know, you can't deny that they're stronger than women. He goes, I'll just say women are weak. Mm -hmm. and he goes, and I know that pisses people off. He's like, but I'm not wrong. Yeah. You know, no. and I see and he is kind of a provocateur. But that's how you get views. Correct. And well, you can't. The left is like mad, and I hate to separate it left and right because it's just opinions. I don't I, I, I can't think of a better word, but it's. Um, if you're crazy at it, people, they're central. Everything's central, sensationalized. Yeah. So if you're mad at Andrew Tate for doing it, why are we not also mad at CNN and all these news media outlets for for lying for lying too? Because you can't. That's my thing. Is it's like, all right, if you're going to ban this guy, then why isn't that the same across the board? Why is it not when women go on? Remember that hashtag kill all men. No, no, you don't remember that. It was during the height of the Me Too, right when Me Too started. How we have it? So here's okay. You, before you before you that. before you continue with Kill All Men, yeah. How does that get allowed to perpetuate? Because no, isn't that crazy? Cares because that violates terms and services of these platforms. According to not the not that 
You can if you put hashtag kill all women, your account would be banned like immediately. Oh yeah, but yeah. kill all hashtag men. Hashtag kill all men was shared 170 million times. No, it wasn't. Was it really? Yeah, <laughs> it was like a big thing. So what was what was the what were the, what were people saying? It was just like the men are useless. They're shit. They're garbage. Or that we should kill them all. Like that type of stuff. Because it was during the height of like the Harvey Weinstein stuff when everybody was getting outed, and then they were like, "Well, we just don't need men anymore. We should kill all men." And then it took this thing where it's like hashtag kill all men. And then when men are like, what the fuck? I'm a good dude. And they're like, well, we're, it's a generalization. And it's like, well, when I say all women are crazy, you it's, get pissed. Yeah. But that's a generalization. So it's like there's two separate rules that everything's being followed right now. Yeah. So it's tough. If you're and it's it, as a touring comic, you notice that in the cities, it tends to be more liberal. So you will get people will get mad at stuff you say. Um, but then if you go out into like towns like Scranton or like the rural, like outside there, they want to hear the wild shit still. Cause that's, they haven't been indoctrinated. I was trying to, trying to go for a Scrabble word there and it wasn't yeah. getting me, but, uh, they're, they're brainwashed by it. Cause you're surrounded by everybody that thinks the same way In you your do. little bubble. Yeah. So it's like, you don't know that there's a different way. I, I think the thing that, I think the dangerous thing that people don't recognize or 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 get is that if you no matter what bubble it is yeah you you gotta look outside of it or else you're not going to get the full spectrum of what life is well you're not because both sides have parts of it are right yeah you know what i mean but the the right parts in the middle which like, Most like of the, the good country is Hitler in did. the middle. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I'm happy you joke. talked over me it's over that. Funny, it's funny because I uh, I was trying this new bit about like, well, Andrew Tate had some good opinions, but he also had some bad opinions. And then I was like, I wonder if somebody was listening to Hitler talk. And he's like, he's making some good points. <laughs> and then he starts saying some wild shit. He's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's it's just like, I mean, dude, because he convinced a lot of there people. There was a whole bunch of Germans who yeah, were there like, a lot yeah. of people that were on board. So. so I always think about stuff like that, like the shit we're going through now. Yeah. We're like, oh, that person's crazy. Oh, that person's got some good. Th-. Do you think there were people in Germany at the time going like, yeah, there you know, had to some be, of right? these ideas are good. Yeah. I don't like, know. I c- but can I live with the Jew thing? <laughs> right. Because I'm sure, you know, like convince? my taxes went down. Can yeah. I live? You know, that's how people think, though, as crazy as that sounds. Well, I mean, it's crazy, but he didn't open with, listen, we got to get rid of all these Jews. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then like all of everybody was like, yeah. No, I mean, he's he had to it. like yeah. convince yeah. him over somehow. You know what I mean? Like, and you got to think about that. Like our government is kind of the same way. They're like, hey, COVID is bad. And then we're all like, yeah, pretty bad. And then after a while, we're like, actually, it's not that bad. You know what I mean? And then the government's like, no, it's still pretty bad. And you're like, no. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, you can't just buy into what they're selling you. It's just, they they don't want us to think for ourselves anymore. That's the issue. Is well, that, I mean, are you seeing that? The unintended consequences of this, though, are like, like you said, everything over the past two and a half years, like COVID's really bad. It's not, though. Yeah. Take the vaccines. They work. You won't spread it. You won't. People are still dying and spreading yeah. this thing. Well, oh, wear your masks. Wear two masks, actually. Yeah. Masks wear three. Don't work. And it's like all this craziness. What's going to happen when something really bad does come? We're fucked. People like me are going to be like, nah, <laughs> they're, so they're lying again. We're so I'm not fucked. doing it. And then I'll be like, di- yeah. zombie apocalypse. Yeah, but we all grew up reading The Boy Who Cried Wolf. Right. Like, we know where this goes. Yeah. We're not, we're not, you know, handicapped in understanding that. Yeah. So. Okay, that's my that was my always like my biggest question during all of this. I'm like these yeah. these are supposedly smart people, upper echelon. You know they get the, 
uh, experts. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you can't see the causality of what this, like, if you can't, if you don't have the foresight to see where this, where this leads to. Yeah. Like I remember when they shut down and I, I'm, 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 I'm pretty relatively good friends with somebody who works over at the Scranton school district in the, like the psychology department. And I remember it was in like the first, like after 15 days went away mm-hmm. and it was like indefinitely, we don't know when we're going to flatten this curve. Yeah. No idea. I, I called and said, you ha- I said, look, this needs to stop now. And here's why. I think the damage that is going to happen to children mm-hmm. is going to far outweigh what happens with COVID. Yeah. Actually, the damage to everybody. Because think about well, it. Well, I was more worried about the kids. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, people our age are like, yeah, we get fucked over all the time. Yeah. We'll you know, we figure can do it out. Yeah. We'll get and mentally, Gen X. Yeah, yeah. We're like finished developing. But you just took two years from these kids. Of just being at home with their parents. And now you're shoving them back into schools to socialize again after they probably forgot how. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it, that's a instrumental part of becoming a kid or living your kid life. And you just took that away. Well, the, the discipline and the like the, the routine of school. Yeah. Socializing with other people and learning and stretching mm-hmm. your brain. If that just goes away for two years during the v- developmental stages... That kid's set back. Yeah, and I promise, I promise you, two weeks into it, every parent was like, "I don't fucking give a fuck, Billy. Yeah. Like, do whatever the fu- if you don't don't go to school, don't open the Chromebook. Yeah, I don't yeah, care." I don't My kid yeah. sat yeah. in front of his computer and he basically did eight months of art. He just yeah. sat at the desk and we're like, "All right, we gotta sit there because I gotta see you." And just he would draw yeah. and draw and draw all day long. And did they really t- like how well did they learn? You know what I mean? Not at all. It was the worst. It's, yeah. I mean. But as, as as one of the guys in here who doesn't have a, you don't have a kid, right? <laughs> no, I don't, okay, so no. these two have kids. Yeah, so. His are six and eight, seven and nine. I always fuck this up. <laughs> and his just, one just started college and the other one's a junior. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what was it like for them? Oh, it was awful. They hated it. Um, I like my daughter. So when this all happened, she would have been four, 13. 14. Okay. You didn't do well in public school. This is <laughs> not going to work out. Well. Uh, oh, I'm trying to remember how long ago it was. Uh, and I mean, when you take a, a 13 through 15 year old girl out of her routine, yeah. there's already that's already the worst two years of a girl's growing up. Like, it's just the most the hormones are a mess. They're trying to figure life out. They're slamming doors like they're already yeah. a mess. Now you take them away from their friends. Everything will kill you. You can't go to school. And it's like it's the effects it has. It's just unbelievable. My son, though, like he basically lost the last three years he hasn't had a normal year of school since mm-hmm. his freshman year so he's going off to college so he missed his senior he, he, year all that the best part senior year, of yeah. high school like so they kind of got the senior year back a little bit yeah but like didn't learn anything because as soon as they were kind of back in school full swing uh you know basically got through what he could and then went cyber as soon as basketball mm-hmm. season ended so he could work a little bit i mean didn't learn anything grades all, all the kids grades dropped yeah. Uh, they're not learning the developmental, social, all of the above. But now you have a set of kids that, number one, they were told to be scared of everything. Yep. Do what you're told. Now, because these kids are all over the Internet. Wait, everything was a lie. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to think anymore. But and how so, many are realizing it's a lie? That's also the harp. Because now you took them from out of the situation where maybe they talk to people with different opinions than them. Yeah. Or meet people from different places. Now you're forced to be online. Yeah. Where all of your friends have the same opinion mm-hmm. and you didn't know that other opinions hey. exist. And now you're out in the world until Andrew Tate comes along. Well, yeah, but and then I you got to get rid of him. Yeah. Now, you well, I will him. say, like, I mean, 
and you just kind of look at it like what's the old phrase it's like um don't eat yellow snow yes that one uh <laughs> but like one. if it's if you're not a liberal when you're young you don't have a heart if you're not more conservative when you're older you don't have a brain yeah so typically people on the younger spectrum of things tend to be more liberal more left-leaning more democrat party yeah um i think the past two and a half years was horrific for the democrat party i mean just they shut everything down oh it was all a lie nothing worked like oh my dad got fired because he didn't want to take a vaccine Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden these kids are hitting 18 19 20 21 years old and it's like i can vote i don't want to vote for the people that tried to ruin my life fucked my dad over yeah so it's like the unintended consequences are well things would be very different than what people think it is you would think one of the political parties would realize that if one of them just made some sense Right, right. <laughs> they would win in a landslide. Yep. But it's it, both sides are a joke now because mm-hmm. Trump was and and comes to find I don't I'm not be careful, Trump, Paul. I'm not a Trump <laughs> fan. I'm not a Trump fan. But over time, you go back and you go, no, this dude was trying to do some shit. Yeah. Even though if he just stayed off Twitter, right, he would have been fine. Right. And then so, but the thing is, is yeah, he was a dick. So we basically had Andrew Tate as president. Yeah. So <laughs> this guy was a dick. And then the Democrats were just handed yeah. the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. And then they gave us fucking Biden. Yeah. And now and it's a is, shit show. Exactly. And then now where do you go? Yeah. Because now the way our stupid political system is set up, you either have that guy or that guy. Yep. So then what are we going to get Trump back? And then it's going to be a shit show again. You know what I mean? Then we're going to be even more fucked. <laughs> I, I. So I. I, I think at this point, it's time just to finish tearing this whole thing down. Well, what's the option? Yeah. How do we go back? July 2nd, 1776. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't rebuild this. Yeah. Let's just tear it down and start. Because, I mean, at the, at the end of the day. Does right? America need a king? No, absolutely <laughs> fucking not. That's especially, what, I think that's what Trump wanted. <laughs> especially not. So I, so at the, during, so I was considered non-essential at the beginning of this. Yeah. And Me I, too. Okay. We can talk about that. And. I also had taken a really high dose of mushrooms for the first time in my life a couple weeks before. Nice. And because I want because because I was literally ready to take a bridge. This Mm -hmm. was before the lockdown, like just too much shit happened. And I just couldn't I I didn't have the capability or the the knowledge to figure it out. So I took this high dose of mushrooms, which which I've described it before. I'll describe it to you. It's for the first time blindfolded with a gravity blanket on on a couch in Old Forge listening to a broken Spotify playlist. Probably not the best way to do it. The scariest part of that is that you did it in Old Forge. I mean, gravity blanket is the way to go. I highly recommend it. At the time it it was and then through it, I'm like, why are spirits on me? Um, So the best way I can describe it is it was like a 600,000 mile skydive without a parachute while going through six years of intense psychotherapy in five Mm. hours because I didn't want to I didn't want to trip. I wanted to fix it. Yeah, you want to That's why I blindfolded. Yeah. That's why I did all of that. And it really like for 3 days I was fucked. Then I started to realize, you know, certain truths about life mm-hmm. and myself and other people and I started to think to myself like why did I hate cuz I was a hardcore pussy hat wearing liberal. <laughs> and I started to think to myself like I have so much hate. Like who am I mad yeah. at? Why am I mad at them? And then because I've been active politically my whole life. Yeah. One day I was like I kind of want to watch Trump speeches like from the beginning to the end instead of the parts that instead were just of the parts you. that they were yeah. showing me. And I started off at the the Republican primary debates in what, 2016? That would have been 20. Yeah, it was 2016. 2016? Right. So and it was him against like 
uh, fucking Marco Rubio. Bush, oh, and when he when he when he said that fucking Marco or uh, uh, Ted Cruz's dad killed Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he said he was the Zodiac yeah. killer. Said, oh, the Zodiac <laughs> killer. That's yeah. what it was, right? Which is a joke. It is. It's funny. But I went through or it. Or is it true? And yeah, I said, and way. I said, okay, I have to take. And in the midst of that, I heard a podcast <laughs> from NPR. Nice. Where it was called Rich White Parents or something like that. And they went and interviewed the school in New York City, like an inner city minority school where they had a redistrict and all these white parents came in and basically took over. Yeah. Right. And they had a fundraiser at the French consulate to have a French class in the schools <laughs> to raise money for that. Yeah. And this woman walked up to talk to this this Hispanic woman who fucking 30 grand a year, maybe. Yeah. Like she cleaned houses and stuff. Really proud, smart woman. Mm-hmm. And this woman started and started talking to her. She's like, you've never been to like, you got to go to France. Like you have to like, this isn't in the cards for this woman. Yeah. But she was polite. She listened. And what I realized, I'm like, she talks just like fucking Trump. Yep. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is how these people talk. Mm-hmm. This is how these these broken, fragmented thoughts that they eventually seven hours later come back to the original point that they were talking about. And that's when I started listening. And the thing that got me was, remember Good People on Both Sides in Richmond? Yeah. If you listen to it 90 seconds before, he absolutely condemns white supremacy. Right. And then 90 seconds after that, he absolutely condemns white supremacy. Yep. And I'm like, wait a second. What else did they say that he is that he isn't? Yep. And I, that's when I started to start paying attention to stuff like that. And it's not like I was like, fuck yeah, Trump. I started to realize like he's the only guy that I can think of who can actually put sand in the machine and destroy it. Yep. But I mean, to what <laughs> at this point, I am so fucking terrified about where it's going. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, do it because now. Because his opportunity was when he was in office and he couldn't get out of the way. So but if we get him back again, I think that we're just going to implode on ourselves. I don't. I don't know. I do. I'm just mad that he tough, never told us who really killed JFK. Well, that the yeah and the aliens. I well, want to know we about got the aliens. aliens finally. Eh, it was kind of uh, yeah. traps. But the thing is, is like it's too late. I don't know how we fix it because yeah. now uh, we're all siloed so much for exactly you're right. And I know right. we started with the the censorship thing. It's that's what you pay attention to. Is that anything that goes against the current narrative is censored? It's plain and simple. You can't say so much stuff. TikTok will take you down. Instagram will take you down. YouTube will deplatform you. And it's not fair to all these people who are just trying to be like, hey, what the fuck's going on? And they're having like real conversations. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, you can't. Because you can't say white trash on the internet anymore. You can't Why say, can't you say white trash? redneck. You can't say. You can't say redneck? There's so much stuff you can't say. Yeah. Like type it or say it? Say it or type it. So redneck. Yeah. It'll be gone. White trash. Can't say it. Even if it's in a joke. Then like I've known a lot of people. how am I going to talk about my mom's entire family? Uh, I don't know. You have to find a new creative way to say they're <laughs> trash people. I don't know. But it's, you can't say it because it's they'll they, they will take you down. So it's just like. But that's the current thing is that I don't know if you saw the interview with Zuckerberg when he was on Rogan, where he admitted the government met with him to certain people to, to, to silence certain people that shouldn't be allowed. That shouldn't be allowed. But when one side is in charge of everything top yeah. to bottom. Well, that's also my argument. Like Joe Biden recently was like, I'll ban assault rifles uh, after the midterms. If we win the midterms and it's like, why you have control of the 
White House, House, the Senate, the Senate right. it's executive. Just, like, just fucking do right. it now. And it's just like, that's the thing. It's like, it's so much pandering to win votes to keep them. That's power, all it is. And it's, you're yeah. not getting anything done. How do you have full control of all three things and not get anything done? Because it won't benefit them in the future. That's exactly why. And then that's the thing is like, I always argue because I've dated girls that are like feminists and like liberals and all this other stuff. And a lot of my friends are still liberals and it's fine, but they don't want to hear that there's another side to the discussion and i go just take a step back and just look at what's going on well because ignorance is bliss yeah ignorance you want to know that you're winning the fight you want to feel like you're winning the fight (laughs) but you're not you're just fucking things up more (laughs) you know what i mean because now you're pissing off a segment of the population that you're not paying attention to because they're allegedly the enemy just like you know it's just you're not most of the country is center most purple yeah yeah and it's there's really loud voices on the ends and both ends are ignoring the middle, <laughs> which is the majority of people. The majority of people. So when you're you're on, when you're going, oh, eighty three million people voted for so and so, and but yeah, because we had no fucking choice on which. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's this old white guy or this other old white guy, and you're like, fuck. Like, do I want to run it back with Trump? Well, that was pretty bad. You know what I mean? So then let's do this other old white dude, and then you're like, fuck. Now this is pretty bad, and it looks like they're just going to give us the same two white guys again. You know yeah. what I mean? I, can I make, can I make a prediction? Yeah. I bet you it might be the same matchup from 2016. Hillary? Yes. Well, I don't want that either. <laughs> I don't want that either. Because that's the thing. Is they're like, it's going to be the first woman president. I'm like, we can't find one better woman than this chick that has alleged like murder records. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can love we how you find one? it. Yeah. Can we find one that maybe doesn't have all of this controversy around her? Like, that's the thing. Because like. When you really pay attention, because like I lived in New York City, I lived here, I came back here, I went to Raleigh for a year and a half during the pandemic, and I lived a completely different life than all of my friends did, because they all stayed in New York, and they're like, hey, Paul, what are you doing? I'm doing fucking comedy right now. That's what I'm doing in in the South, in Raleigh. And they're like, oh, everything's still closed up here. I'm like, that sucks. I'm out here fucking living. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because the South, a couple months in, they're like, listen, you know, do shit outside. And if you want to go inside, wear a mask. If you don't, nobody gave a fuck. You know what I mean? Right. It was a different perspective. And then when I left New York, I was like, wow, this is wild because I'm watching my friends live this drastically Dacronian, Dacronian like lockdown. Dystopian. Yeah. Even. yeah. Can't do anything. And I experienced it for the first two months of it because I was still in New York. And then when you go south, you're like, wow, this isn't as bad. And it's like, no, this is how the rest of the country is operating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like most of other places are like, hey, this isn't as bad as the news is portraying it to be. People are dying, but it's not worth closing everything down. And it's just like, how are you supposed to, how are two drastically different populations of people having two drastically different experiences? And then you're expecting them to vote for somebody who's going to affect the entire country. You're going to have two different sets of votes. You know what I mean? You're going to have people are going to be like, I'm sick of this shit. And the other guys, this guy's doing a great job. It depends on what you're consuming. Do you think, do you think, but do you think geographic location has anything to do? I think it has a hundred percent. It plays a big part of it. Because just take Scranton, for example, right? Let's. (laughs) Scranton's a, a downtrodden, poor area. We're middle class. Most everybody here is middle class. Yeah. Blue collar, middle Blue class. Blue collar. Yeah. Where everybody works. Nobody's, I mean, we have some rich people. We don't, you know, there's not a big segment of rich people. But if you pay attention, 
rich people are on the news being like, yeah, we got to be safe for everybody. They're all fucking leaving New York. So why are they telling us to do one thing? And then they're supporting the narrative that New York had. But then everybody's like, I'm going to move to Florida. So why is everybody moving to Florida if they support what's going on in New York? Why are they leaving California if they support what's going on in California? Like, why is it they're saying one thing, but they're going down there? You know what I mean? I I, I wonder. Yeah. Weird how they want the rules for the poor people, but not for the rich. You know what I mean? So we'll get weird in the second half of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go back to the, the redneck thing. Yes. Uh <laughs> And I, he the reason, won't let it go. The, yeah. reason, the reason, well, the reason I want to go back to it because a lot of comedians are found on these sites with portions of their performances, like clips, mm-hmm. and it allows other audiences that are bri- br- broader than the people who are at your show to see you. I follow right. quite a few comedians. I hate fucking TikTok because the Chinese Communist Party owns it. <laughs> but <laughs> I love, I've seen some really see, funny people. Think on there. about this before we get through our whole other thing. Yeah, why is TikTok bad? Because the Chinese, because they no, no, say no, no, no. the Chinese. No, no, no. But th- think about it. Facebook, Google, all those guys do the same shit TikTok I, does. I have my reasons why I think <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> oh, TikTok stealing all your information. So is all of these other platforms. I know. <laughs> I did. TikTok at some point really, remember you and I, it really helped us through COVID. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah. Until one day he, we we're sitting there doing something. Until he's like, you he's lose showing me five hours two or three videos. And I'm like, <laughs> It's really funny. Where are those TikTok? I was like, all right, I'll go check this thing yeah, out. After like months fun. of him telling, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Within I, 24 hours, yeah. I needed rehab from this thing. I found bad. I found quite a few like really really talented like mm. traveling comedians who like I look forward to like their clips, their stuff out, coming right? out. Well, you know, uh, there's one guy that I open for all the time to answer your question. Yeah, uh, I've worked with him a bunch of times, and he's he you can really see because during the pandemic, it's this guy Rocky Dale Davis. He got during the pandemic, he got really. He blew up on the internet. He got big. The Rock was going to produce his Netflix special that fell through, but he got fame through TikTok, Instagram, and videos online. And then he said redneck and they canceled him? Well, he was the one that got white trash. They take his video. So if you... Wait, fought- wait. He had all this set up? Mm-hmm. And then he said white trash? Yeah. And they didn't, defl- they didn't de-platform him, but the thing is, those things, they punish you if you get like community strikes against you. So then you'll notice your views and your engagement just trash. So they don't take you off the platform, but they show your shit to less people. So they have that kind of. So that's like control. the shadow banning stuff. Yeah, it's that type I didn't of realize stuff. it had gotten that intense. Like, I mean, there's the obvious ones you can't say. Like, we all know what those are. Oh, you're going to say them? Yeah, yeah, those yeah, are the yeah. words that you just say a letter and then the word. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, there's, R. There's like the obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like those, but like white trash, redneck. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm a, from wh- Tennessee, I'm a man. white guy from Tennessee. Okay. Like, that's not offensive. No. Nobody cares. I consider myself white trash. Yeah. I'm not offended. Yeah. It's a joke. That's the thing. Exactly. Is like, there's you're letting a certain segment of people determine what's okay and what's not. If you get a room full of super like uh like progressive liberal people, then there's gonna be a lot of censorship. Have you have you done gigs where it's like majority of them are there? What like liberal people? <laughs> yeah, where it's like oh man, like it's not. I know it's not a tough room. It's that these people are they just. You can they, they will either win them over, but sometimes you you can tell there'll be a person their arms are crossed. They're just not having a good time the whole time, and I'm like, I wonder what that dude's deal is. And then at the end of the show, I'd be like, Well, I really appreciate. You're like, cool. I'm kidding. It's not for everybody. 
Do you do the same set no matter what, or are you reading a room no, and adjusting? No, I'll read the room and adjust, but sometimes I'll lean into it too. Oh, like, really? It depends on what kind of mood I'm in. If I'm like, if they're dicks, I'll just- Woke up and chose yeah. violence. Sometimes I'm just like, fuck you guys. This is funny, and you're being uptight, and then I'll yell at them. And usually when you yell at them, some of them will be like, all right, yeah, we're being kind of, <laughs> you know, yeah. our buttholes are a little tight. But, yeah. And sometimes I'll just be like, nah, man. And you just have to take that L, but I won't go down without swing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just going to take a shot. Well, there's, that, there's that famous interaction with, what was it, Bill Burr in Philadelphia? No, I, that I, made him famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That made And he Bill just Burr. went off. Yeah, he went off. It's one of my favorite things. But is the it? story about that is they were booing everybody, and it wasn't the whole crowd. That's also the thing you have to know for a small as a group comic. In the, in the it crowd. was a small group in the front, but they were loud. And they were booing every comic off stage before him. So... Comics, and this is going away too, by the way, is comics have a camaraderie. The, this time too, like this was the virus tour with Opie yeah. and Anthony. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think like it was like, it wasn't just like some like small comedians. It was like Colin Quinn, I think. Yeah, it was like huge And like names. Patrice was there, I yeah. think maybe like that level guy that like, yeah, getting big booed. comedians. They're yeah. just getting booed because Philly fucking sucks. Yeah. Well, Philly rules, but <laughs> they do have an attitude. <laughs> um, but they, that, that's the thing is like, sometimes you have to look at the whole of the crowd and be like, oh, there's going to be some dicks in there, but do you want to fuck up? the night for 90% of the crowd because 10% of them are asshats. You know what I mean? Or you right. have to focus, but it's hard as a comic, but when you're that's bill was defending the other comics. So he goes up and he goes, fuck you guys. And he shit all over them because that's what they needed to happen. But the thing that happened during the pandemic, during me too, and all this other stuff, comics started turning on each other. So that a lot <sighs> of comics were selling out other comics or, trying to get them canceled to try and gain notoriety oh so if you're like yeah that guy said this shit and then because it's shane it was another comic shane gillis? shane gillis yeah shane another comic called him out and that's what's steamrolled that they always Wasn't he going to be on saturday night live saturday night live yeah he's crushing it right now yeah though. that well, was probably the, the best thing that best thing that ever happened to him because <laughs> yeah. if you watch the schedule gillian he's Keys? writing that oh, never would have flew on saturday night live so it worked out for him he's bigger now than he probably ever would but they would have had him on snl and he would have been buried yeah, and yeah, he would have never seen shit, so it would have worked out. It worked out for him, but still, he didn't deserve that. No, another comic just tried to end his career to grow their career, which is like that shouldn't happen. We're comics; we're all defenders of free speech, allegedly. You know what I mean? So it's like, why are you trying to get each other in trouble? It's because you trying to grow your career by crushing somebody else's, and it's bullshit. Do you do you think that? Um that brainwashing has hit those people, mm -hmm. you know, cause there, yeah. is it a, I don't, under, so, the, so it seems to me that checkers is outselling chess recently in people's mm -hmm. heads and they're not playing the chess game of life where it's, if I do this, no one can trust me ever again, ever. It, like if I shit on this comic, no one will trust me. Or no, you'll you you'll think you're getting a temporary gain on social media and the internet, but in real life, comics will not interact with you. If you could, they would just be like, I'm not, violated. Yeah, the, the I'm not going to say shit around you. I'm not going to hang out with you. I'm not going to give you work. And the thing is, in comedy, it's all most of my work and everything that I ever get is from other comics. It's not because I have a banger video or like any of this <laughs> other stuff. It's like other comics recommend you for shit so if you're alienating yourself from all of these comics you're fucked because we're it's a big community that's small so i know who <laughs> people have tried to do that you know what i mean but it's funny because there's examples where they tried to do that and then somebody would come around and do it to them 
<laughs> so it's so like, like it's like it's like the snake eating its yeah, tail. Of it's like, just like you Jesus. don't realize that whatever we say now, eventually ten years down the road, is going to be offensive at the way we're going. So it's like you have to, if you're going, no, that shit's fucked now. But what you're saying now could be shitty later. So it's like you have to be conscious as a comic that if you allow them to silence certain shit, how far does that go? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you may disagree with whatever Andrew Tate said or you may disagree with whatever Rogan said, but they should be allowed to say it because it's not if you can't. This is the thing. If you're going to say wild shit, it's fine. But it's we're getting away from they're like, well, that can't be out there because people might listen to him and do wild shit. And it's like, dude, that's been forever. Yeah. You can't control what crazy people are going to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, like, it's like blaming they, video games for mass shooters. Yeah. It's they like, weren't they weren't sane until I said that joke. Yeah. Oh, oh my joke is the one they're like, I'm going to go fucking yeah. murder. No, it's yeah. not that, that we got to teach people right and wrong. It's like we're taking the responsibility out of like parents hands and schools hands. You're teaching people how to think for themselves what is right and wrong. But now everybody's like, well, we got to dictate what you hear. Mm. And it's like when you see where that goes, it's because it's a power grab. It's not actually because we think it's good for people. It's because if you can control the narrative of what's being said, you control what's being said about you. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you're in power, you don't want that. You don't want Andrew Tate because did you notice he's been on the Internet for a while of years saying wild shit. And then he started criticizing the government, and that's when he got got. Mm-hmm. If you really look at it, the re- the way I got introduced to Andrew Tate, and I believe that I might have known about him in his like kickboxing. I knew career about it earlier. Yeah. yeah. the the reason The way I knew about Andrew Tate was because very early in the pandemic, he was he had this whole thing where he's like. He's like, you know who doesn't have to wear masks or get checked or anything? He's like, fucking rich people. Yep. He's like, I took a plane where they forced me to mask. He's like, private. Private. Nobody touches you. And he goes, and you need to realize that. Like, you are not. They are fucking controlling you because they don't have to do it. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, who's this guy spitting truth? And like, <laughs> he's not even like, he's not even like making it flowery. He's just boom, no, boom, 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 boom. Well, the other thing I noticed with him, because uh, like with andrew tate there's a 99 of what he says i'm like okay if you look at the factual thing that he is saying mm-hmm. he's right it's the way he's saying it it's the fact See, that but that's the complaint about far. trump that's the mm-hmm. same complaint about it's the fact trump. That he takes, but here's what i noticed i've seen him on interviews with a lot of women the big thing with him is misogyny yeah i've seen him in a bunch of interviews women are involved um he's <clears throat> polite respectful They'll kind of jab back and forth a little bit. He did uh, your mom's house with uh, yeah. Christina P. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, they were know. laughing their it asses. Was hysterical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The only time he's ever been misogynistic or anything in a serious way is if he's on a podcast with seven strippers. Yeah. And it's and like, well, gonna, yeah, because yeah. yeah. you're a hoe. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah. Like it's and that's the crazy part. It's like you're mad at him for being misogynistic at people that do sex for a living. It's well, like, well, what do you think? He's like, he's calling them what they are. Right. Like, he's not being misogynistic. He's being factual. Well, it's also weird that you hate men, but all the majority of your income comes from what you're doing is from men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> weird, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like the best example is like, say, you, the, it's basically whoever's in charge, like whatever right. the one person or group of people that decide what's not okay for the internet. They're saying, we can't trust you to think on your own. Right. 
So Dad we're just gonna pisses me big off. brother. Big yeah. brother has to take it. Yeah, care. so we're just gonna block it because we're worried that you're too dumb to yeah. dis- discern what's not good and what's not. Yeah. Or what's entertainment and what's not. Yeah. So we just gotta get rid of this because we can't risk you dumb idiot. Because they're basically calling everybody dumb. Yeah. They're like we yeah. can't trust you to figure it out on your own. Yeah. <laughs> but also, well, it's the same thing with COVID. We can't trust you to be thing. healthy, take care of yourself. Yeah. We have to tell you yep. what you can and can't but do. Like, well, you can't go outside because we know you right. idiots are gonna go outside. You know what I mean? Start it's licking just, handrails. It's like I, when you look at it that way, it's just like they think we're dumb, so they're treating us like we're dumb. Right. The strange thing about all that COVID shit is that everything that they told us to do was the exact wrong thing <laughs> <Yeah>. to do. <laughs> don't go like, out don't the sunshine. It's like, dude, that's where you yeah. get your vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if you're if you're asymptomatic, go home. Like, if you if if you're with yeah. someone who's sick and they're asymptomatic, and you're like, that's where all this happened was in the homes. It's yeah. in the it's in the hospitals. It's in the buildings where everyone who had COVID was going, and everyone else there got sick and then transmitted it. Where it's just like. My mom got COVID. She she went out and gardened for three days. <laughs> She's yeah. like, I feel great. Yeah. You well, know? it's also like, the, I mean, there's a whole not once, we could you, go down. Did you, ever, did you ever hear anybody the last two and a half years go like, hey, eat an apple? Yeah. Well, that's the thing that Rogan was arguing about for the longest time. And the, everybody was like, if you just took care of yourself, you're probably going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. But that's work. Then you're body shaming. Then you're like, you know, all this other stuff. But the wild thing is, is like, fuck, I thought I had a thought. Where'd it go? Is it that it's, they were pushing all the, everything that cured you, they didn't want you to take. Yes. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's just like, they're like, yeah, do what we tell you, but don't try any other shit. But it's funny because like for the longest time, um, it was like, remember the, the, the train strike that was going on, the train workers. Last week. You guys know about that, right? Yeah. They were just fighting for more sick days. Not even paid sick days, just unpaid sick days. And that's like, so we, when COVID was a big thing, they're like, don't go anywhere if you have symptoms. But for everything else, they're like, you better fucking be in work. I don't care how sick you are. So it's like, why is that two different things? Because mo- all the other countries, like Japan crushed it. You know, Japan do you know why? Has a culture of when they're sick. Guess what they do? They don't go fucking work. <laughs> like they don't give it to other people. They also prescribed ivermectin. Yeah, to they also did that. Yeah, which is also a recommended treatment for COVID on the CDC website right now. Well, okay, so we have to clarify that. <laughs> yeah, I looked back up on that. It, it's in. Tr- it's it's in, approved for trials. Yeah, even though they're ignoring the ninety random control trials that they've done over yeah. the last two and a half years, yeah. it's still in trials. But that's the bullshit thing. Is like now you're recommending it as a possible solution yeah. when you were like criminalizing people criminalizing people for even suggesting can we get into this in a little bit (laughs) because i want to talk about your comedy (laughs) (laughs) well i mean there's no point the second half of this podcast is supposed to be the wilder part holy shit yeah i want to talk about the comedy so um okay are so real i want to give i want to give people um number one are you are are you on are you going on tour are you on tour what's i'm on tour i'm always on tour so what's that how does that work for you as a working comic, because most people are like, look, here's the thing, man. Most comics I run into don't go on tour. Yeah. No. So what, what's, how does that work? Do you have like a, how does, how does, how does Paul go on tour? <laughs> so, I mean, define working comics. Do you know that don't go on tour? Cause if they're working, they comics, do like open they go mics. on tour. Okay, they're not so working me, comics. Let me rephrase that. I know comics <laughs> that don't go on tour. Yeah. I know people that work at FedEx and then once a month get on stage for yeah, amateur. Then they're not real yeah. comics then. 
I, I mean, I, I, I'm not <laughs> shitting on them in that way. But no, I don't think you everyone's got to start somewhere. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. When I first started, I went once a month. But but then at a certain point, you got to quit point, your you're job like, and All right, go I got to go quit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I tour all constantly. And you have to take, you have to know that you're going to be poor. <laughs> you have to, like, <laughs> you have to accept that it. fate. You have to yeah. accept that. And it's not the life for everybody. I've had a lot of relationships fall apart because this is what I do. Um, but yeah, every weekend I'm somewhere. I'm going somewhere. And most of the time I'm making just enough money to keep the lights on. That's about it. Do you, so you are you getting booked gigs that you travel to each weekend or do you ever go like on a... Yeah, I'll go one-nighters and stuff too. Yeah. It's just, it depends because I don't have an agent or a manager. So, so you, do, you do it all yourself. I do it all myself. And do you, oh. every... That's the thing is that also like comedy has been glamorized lately too. Yeah. Because yeah. Of t- so you're listening to like Segura and Burt and be like, yeah, I went, tested a Bugatti or I went on the Porsche you're listening, track. You're listening like, to the ones who got yeah, there. The, the yeah. You're listening to, and I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, there's not many people that let you in on the look of what it's like. Because even Rogan was like, dude, the journey growing up was legit. And yeah. I'm like, no, it's not. It fucking sucks. Yeah, but he also <laughs> had that UFC money. Yeah. He, so. Rogan got super lucky, so he yeah. didn't really have to do the hard part. Well, he, yeah, he worked TV his ass shows. off. He worked his ass off, but he got lucky right from the get. And he'll yeah. even say that. He's like, I got a TV show a couple years in. And then it was, comedy it was is news so radio, much. Wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Comedy is so much easier when you don't have to worry about money. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'll go. And I do all three things, so I headline, but I'll also go open for somebody else, or I'll go host a show because I'm currently in the phase of just trying to make material and get better at comedy <laughs> and grow a fan base. So it's comedy's weird because it's hard until it's not, and then because you get successful, and then you get to this next level, and you're like, oh, this is easier. You know what I mean? Because then you're, yeah. you're touring regularly and you're headlining. But now people are coming to see you on purpose. It's like I, I, I find it hard for people like Bill Burr and those guys to be like, I can find 14,000 people in this place that, yeah. that like me. They'll buy the ticket. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the, the level they're at. They can come to Wilkesburg and people will come. People aren't coming to see me right now. I'm not at that level. No. But they will be. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> yeah, but the, it's... We'll come and see you. Yeah, that's the goal. But yeah, now I have to work my ass off. I book a show. Then I have to go on Facebook and be like, please come to my... You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> I have to come see me. And then you have to buy Facebook ads and like all this other shit. So I produce a lot of my own shows. And then I get booked by major comedy clubs. But I'm in this weird in-between. So it's like I'll headline some places and then I'll open for some people. And then I'll have to produce my show at like a movie theater or like a bar so that I can work out my 45, you know what I mean? So I can work out whatever my material is. So it's like, you'll see me one day where I'll be fucking opening for John Caparulo or like some great comic. I'll be the guy before him. And then you'll see me headlining bar and company like the next weekend. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's where I am. And I'm fine with it because I know that I'm going to be getting it, be a better comic. Yeah, but it's a growth. It's like these, yeah. are, these are the steps that you have to take to get yeah, there. But a lot of people don't talk about that. They always glamorize. They're like, yeah, I'm crushing it. And you're like, no, there's like 10% of comics that are crushing it. And the rest of us are out here struggling. So how many shows do you do a year now? I mean, it really how many, depends. How many shows do you headline a year now? Um, probably 50-50. So if most weekends I'm doing at least Friday, Saturday. So you figure 52 weekends of the year, I'm probably headlining half then. Is it only weekends just because they don't really book during the week? Well, during the week, it's harder. People don't really like, unless you're in like a major city like New York or Chicago or Boston, like during the week is not really an option. So if you're going to like, like next month, I'm in like Indianapolis, Dayton, 
Um, Isn't it Chappelle and Dayton? Chappelle is in Dayton. Okay. Uh, so I'll be going to those clubs. They only It's the weekend. So they'll have like independent shows that maybe during the week, but they're at, those are the shows that are at the bars and all that stuff where the up-and-coming comics are working. But most big-name comics, if you look at their schedule, unless they're really crushing it, like Bargazzi or like Segura, they're doing weekday shows because they have these fan bases that will come out. Where you can fill up a stadium on yeah, a Tuesday. Yeah, you could do a Tuesday because you're a destination comic, I call it now, where they're going to see you. But most of the comedy clubs I'm doing, they're just going because there's comedy. <laughs> just in general. It's <laughs> like me and the general. wife got to get out of the house. Yeah. yeah, so they're not there because Paul Spratt's headlining. They're there because there's a comedy club in their town, and that's a thing to do. Yeah, they don't know who the band is. They're just going to yeah, listen they're to music just going to, Yeah, they're going to hear jokes. How, how do you how do you like put all that together? Like, what's your? I hate to ask a really stupid question. Like, what is your process like? Like, how do you put a joke together? Do you just like, do you sit down and write? Or do you just like, that's funny. Put a note in your phone and like, <laughs> like, what do you do? Every comic's different. I write on stage a lot. So what you saw me do you riff Zach it? show, I'll riff it. Oh, so I'll have a that, that was the riff. That was a riff. Yeah. So I'll have a general. That's so not a, dangerous at all. <laughs> it's super dangerous because <laughs> I'll say some wild shit. <laughs> Were you at the show where the lady told me there was female garbage people yes yeah 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 because yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was arguing i was like there's i was like what was the joke i was trying to do oh i was trying to say i can't like, remember your whole fucking set man i was trying to say uh that there, there's certain names they changed yeah so like garbage men is still garbage men they don't say sanitation expert yeah and i'm like because women don't do it yeah and then some lady in the crowd was like my whole crew is well, her whole company is like a women-owned yeah, women owned like, sanitation yes. Yeah, and me and Dan are next to each other, and all you hear is this. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I recently watched the video back of that, and I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I got to Google that and see if it's real. But that's what I'll do is I'll have a funny idea, yeah, and then I'll riff it, and then I'll see what works, and then you refine it through that. Do you tape so, yourself doing it? Every time. Everything. Audio or video oh. or both? Both. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So I used to do just audio all the time, but with TikTok and all that stuff, I have a funny crowd interaction or something. I can put that on the internet. Um, so I tape everything now. Do you like crowd work? I do. But ever since I quit drinking, I don't feel like I'm as good at it as I was before. Why? I don't know. There's something about having a couple beers. And just loose. And Is just that that loose. liquid courage shit where you're like, I can give yeah. a fuck about you yeah. right and now. You, it, it's something about like having you know a few beers in you and just gets that fuck it vibe back yeah. out where you're like oh I'm, now i'm like sober in my brain i'm like you probably shouldn't say that and oh then, no you should and then, then when you have a couple beers you're like fuck it i'll say it <laughs> and then it usually leads to interesting stuff but yeah quitting drinking really affected when did you quit drinking um 148 days oh you're counting sober yeah because I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go back i think <laughs> you're gonna go back i can't i can't i i miss it a lot and it's just like so i'm struggling but i want to Stick to it for a while and do comedy without it. I didn't miss the hang. The only I love drinking. I just miss the the hangovers hangovers or feeling like shit. But man, do I miss the fun? You know, I heard (laughs) I heard drip bars are good for hangovers. Yeah, Yeah, buddy, he's opening up a drip bar. Oh, nice. Scranton would would crush here. I think. Well, Uh, I mean, how much would cost? Would be the real question. uh, How how bad do you want to feel better? (laughs) Yeah, that's true too. (laughs) Depends on what you get, but anywhere from like a hundred bucks to like one hundred eighty bucks. Oh, that's not going to crush here. (laughs) It will. It will. Can you imagine spending $100 drinking and the next day you have to pay oh, yeah. the same amount of oh, money yeah. to feel better? You don't need hundreds. You need just the few that's the right. few ones whose daddy yeah, can pay for right. it. That's all you that's need. Right. That's true. I take, uh, so 
if you ever there's uh magne- magnesium glycinate i think i yeah. take it helps with like the the nerves yeah so if you take it's like taking a xanax but it's all natural so you have to right. take that and if you want there's this stuff called kava <laughs> oh my god it's a root from fiji it's yeah, terrible yeah. it tastes like dirt yeah but 20 minutes later you're like i really don't give a fuck I feel great yeah, yeah. I, I just feel really really good about yeah. this yeah no, what, what made you quit heavy. oh i got a dui Oh, yeah. it's the government, uh, it's a guy government the recommended law. break from drinking. <laughs> what was your uh, what was your infraction? Uh, I was double, swerving. I was double legal limit. They, I didn't use my turn signal, which is bullshit. Who am I playing football? Probably me. Yeah, I didn't use my turn signal. They got that. you for that. Yeah. So th- when they pulled me over, they were like, you were driving erratically. And I was like, I don't think so. And then uh, they made me do all the things. They put me in the car. They put me in the drunk tank. They made me take blood. They give them blood. And then when I got the report, they're like, yeah, he didn't use his turn signal to change lanes. And that's why we pulled him over. I was like, to change lanes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck you guys. What town was this in? Allentown. Oh, they're pricks down there. Yeah. I got by, I got got by the state police. Oh, they, yeah. They don't fuck around. Yeah. They don't mess around. Yeah. They're, they're out there doing numbers. So were you on the highway? I was on uh, the, the, not the highway highway, but going towards it. I was coming back here. Twice the legal limit? Twice the legal limit. Just so you know, twice the legal limit for drinkers really isn't drunk it's, i was fine i was yeah. joking with What's the cops like four beers yeah i don't even know yeah i was like a. Yeah, it's about four yeah it was a point oh point eight something i don't know it was like oh no yeah the legal limit's like point four now or something it's, it's like point, two beers point oh eight or something like it's that. like two beers one eight that's two beers like that did i ever tell you about the time that i went up to the 911 command center and got drunk to train i the brought police? my wife up for that uh, yeah we went up there and drank do that. to train the police on how to job? sobriety test oh uh, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah I bet. Awesome. That's what they do. They go up there and you actually go up there. They, they're like, do you have a designated driver? Like, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Start drinking. Let's go. Yeah. Because they, they want to the do the whole thing. They yeah. want to they show the, the how cadets works. how to do it. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. like, I want the dash cam video because I was making the cops laugh. You could FOIA it. And I was like, dude, I think I'm getting off. I thought I had a beef, <laughs> right? Because I was like, I'm, I'm really a, funny. Yeah, because I was, I got, they took me out of the car immediately. I was like, I'm fucked, right? Because yeah. as soon as they pull like you booze, out, yeah, yeah. And he was like, we got to do some sobriety exercises. I was like, dude, I got a bad knee. Like, my balance is not great. Like, this isn't fair. I'm not going to pass these tests. Right. And then he was like, we got to do them anyways. But we'll take it into consideration. And I immediately like, no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah, we will. I'm like, you guys are full of shit. And then I like did the line. I was like, nailed it. And the guys laughed. And he's like, it was pretty good. And he was like, now I just need you to stand on one foot for 30 seconds and count to 30. And I was like. Can you guys do that? Right, like, let me show me you guys. Show me you guys yeah, can you guys do this can do before that. I do that. Say the alphabet backwards. Yeah, like stand on one foot and do it right now. And he was like, "We don't have to do it. You have to do it." And I'm like, "That means you can't do it." <laughs> and then, uh, and I was like, "Fine." I made it to 17 seconds before I had to put my foot down. And I was like, "That's pretty fucking good." And the guys were like, "Yeah." And then they put the handcuffs on. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I thought I was doing so good." But yeah. Um. Uh, all right. Amazing. So where where are you at? coming up so people know what's going on before I'm we jump over in a crazy town recording my special the same place Zach did. are you really so i'm doing a carl hall uh october 28th uh so friday of halloween weekend i'm recording it there uh it's me tyler rothrock and mike peters and then i'm also doing the audio version for helium october 26th in philadelphia so, so wait, what does that mean you're doing two shows i am recording? so uh how do I word this without? So the uh, Helium <laughs> wants me to record for their. They have a record company. Okay. That's strictly comedy. It's Helium Records. So I was like, I want to do a new album. They're like, Yeah, we would love to. They gave me a date. 
And I go, hey, I want to film it too. But Helium's starting their own video company that's kind of Obviously. like Drybar and all yeah. that other stuff. So like, ah, with the branding and us starting the new company, we're not sure if we want you to film it. We'll get back to you. And then I had to wait a while. And then they're like, yeah, like all the, the, the head honchos are like, nah, you can't film it. So we're just doing audio October 26th. And then I'm filming it October 28th. Is that a contract violation or anything? Because you're going to have both versions out no, there. No, I was like, you what a weird let thing. Me film it. Yeah, why didn't they do just take myself. advantage and take the film side? You too. would think, but I don't know. They know the business better than I do, apparently. So, so they like, say. I was like, yeah, whatever you guys want to do, I'll just film it two days later. It'll be the same jokes. <laughs> so, but. The, but if it all goes to shit, you'll have the other one. I'll have exactly. double it up. But if the video one goes to shit, then I'm fucked. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right so that's october 28th october how many 28th, shows seven and nine just like zach did um so 7 p.m 9 p.m tickets are only 10 bucks so don't tell me it's too expensive <laughs> um, in this economy in this economy uh so yeah 10 bucks you could take 15 friends to go see his comedy or come to my new drip bar for one treatment yeah there you <laughs> go see to factor it in yeah so yeah, um, tickets are on iampaulsprat.com. Oh yeah, let's do all this. So or we're okay, where are the tickets? iampaulsprat.com. That's my website. iampaulsprat.com. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's some motherfucker already had paulsprat.com. I was like, what? So well, he was looking for kids. iampaulsprat.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you Eventbrite? Eventbrite, it's all on there. You can search my name, all that other stuff. It's on there. What about your 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 social handles? At Paul Sprat on everything. Super easy. Go I got it all, right all on social media, but that one dickhead had the fucking website. So it's I am Paul Spratt. Yeah. Yeah. On I A M P A U L S P R A T T. You got it. Dot com. Dot com. That's my website. And then I'm at Paul Spratt on all the social medias. It's super easy. Did you find him? Come see me. In- uh, no. I think they, you must have said fucking already. <laughs> I barely yeah, cancel already, man. I, I barely uh, post anything see. yet. I was getting ready to. I was getting. Was I up. not supposed to be live streaming this? Ah, shit. <laughs> we would have got taken down already. <laughs> I we paulsprat.com. That's my website. Paul What's Spratt. your Instagram? Is he even listening to this podcast? No, no. That's no. <laughs> no. yeah, just my name, Paul Spratt. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Yeah. yeah see, the crown doesn't make you smart, man. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to hop out of here. Uh, hey, man. Thanks for coming here. Thanks we're for gonna, having We're going to hop over to the, the crazy town. And uh, Dan, you want to say it? What a week. <laughs> what happened with Neil Peart? <laughs> something about like sometimes drummers overcomplicated. I was like, yeah, you know who was really overrated was Neil Pert. You've got me so fucking flustered <laughs> over here. Yeah. I'm trying to like shut all this stuff down and like get so we kind of get moving here. And all I can think about is how I want to fucking destroy you. you-